0: On this episode of the Redmond Report, I talk about what's coming in October, Apple's big event, and hey, we're getting a new version of Office. This is the Redmond Report. Today is Friday, September 11th, an infamous day in many people's minds um, for the the terrorist attacks that took place many, many years ago. But we don't want to get too political on this show because this is all about Microsoft and the Redmond. Informations and what's going on in that uh, part of the world. So this is the Redmond Report, and let's jump in. Um, Just a couple background things first. Paul was actually supposed to join us on this show, but uh, he was not able to, and he will eventually start showing up a lot more as we work closer together and and build more fun things over at throck.com, and also as well as at uh, Petri. So let's just get started here. Um, October is gonna be a busy month for Microsoft yet again. It looks like the first thing on the agenda here is that my dog is barking because Amazon just showed up. So October is gonna be a good month. Um, It looks like City Man and uh, the likings will be arriving then. Um, The actual date that has first come up by Evan Blass, he's also known on the internets as Leaks. He is saying 10:10 is the day for City Man and Talk Man to arrive. Um, that's that's a good guess. Um, I I don't have a an exact date. I wish I could say this is exactly the date that it's going to happen, but um, I don't quite know. So and in 10:10, I don't. From what I've heard, it, it very well could be. I don't want to discredit. That it's not ten ten, but the interesting thing about ten ten, while it's a cute date from the fact that it's the tenth of ten ten and it's Windows ten, um, it's also a Saturday. So, I don't know. Um, ten ten would be an interesting day. The reason why, because you got to think about it too from Microsoft's perspective. So it, there's a logistics thing, right? They have to get all this stuff to places, and picking a weekend, I guess in theory they could. That gives them all. Week to get the stuff there. Um, I don't want to say it's not ten ten, but and I don't have an exact date. I've been saying October is the month that all this stuff is happening since about around July or so, and so far everything I've said has been right. But I don't actually have a date, and I don't want to throw out false pretenses about what date I think it is in the back of my head. Um, ten ten, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. We should know very soon. Um, that's a little foreshadowing. We should know very soon about when this stuff is going to launch. So. seems like it could be plausible. Um, We'll just see. We'll just see if Microsoft really wants to do that, if they want to launch products on a Saturday. Um, I mean, it it doesn't seem too far-fetched. And, well, there's, uh, what is there? There's 31 days in October. So we'll see. We'll see if 10.10 is the actual date. Because, okay, let's think about this. I guess let's let's walk through this for a second. If 10.10 is the date, there's a couple things we have to keep in mind here. Microsoft is we all believe, and I'm pretty confident this, is going to hold an event. And so, what is today? Today is, well, the 11th, I already know that. So the 11th, which means that they would need to hold their press event. um, I guess, likely, they, they generally give two weeks notice, roughly, with this kind of stuff. So if invites went out next week, then maybe it's going to be the last week of September, which kind of trickles into... Um, the first week of October, so that would be like the 28th through the 2nd, which that's those are interesting dates because I already have flights booked For somewhere else and that's gonna be real fun if I have to change that because that will not be cheap Um, Well, that'll be really interesting on my side Uh, nothing Microsoft related, but I just have some other travel that I have to take care of So there's that and yeah so that means we're looking here soon that microsoft is gonna to have to get these invites out unless unless they want to do the crazy thing of um, announcing it maybe the first week of october which would be the fifth through the ninth and then have it on sale that week which that's not a bad strategy so that would i think that would make a lot of people happy if they announced it let's say on the sixth or seventh and then they're like hey guys on the 10th you can go buy it uh that, that'd be pretty quick turnaround and so there's also supposed to be things at this event, like the Surface Pro 4, uh, the band, and we'll see what dates Microsoft has up their sleeve. They're doing things a little bit differently. If they have all this stuff at one event, it's gonna be quite packed. But um, yeah, so that's what's going on. We're getting really, really close here, and that's the first, I don't wanna say dart at the wall, because Evan's pretty good about his information. So that's the, the first reasonable date that has come out, and um, I, I can't personally back it up but we'll just kind of take Evan's word for it because he's usually pretty good at this type of stuff. So anyways, um, other things that are happening in the next couple of weeks actually, I jumped all the way into October. So we have September 22nd is a big day for Office fans or just people who use Office in general or anybody who have Office 365. Uh, Microsoft has announced that 2016 version of Office will be available on the 22nd if you are an enterprise user or an IT admin. Uh, on October 1st is when the volume licensing actually kicks in. So just kind of keep that in mind that on the 22nd, if you're Office 365, you can go grab those new apps. And if you're in the enterprise, you need to be aware of it just to make sure that if you're going to deploy it or whatever you're going to do, if you're going to start testing it, then is October 1st is the day that you can actually start doing it. Another thing they're doing for the enterprise too on this side is they're matching the same feature that they have for windows where it's the current branch that allows you to opt into only three updates being delivered per year for the Office 365 Pro Plus only customers. And what this is, is that uh, Microsoft is committing to saying, we will only push out three updates to you on a trimester release. The first one is scheduled for February 2016, and it will contain any features and uh, security updates. And what this allows you to do is not have to worry on a monthly basis about when these updates come out to make sure that if you're deploying them to your machine so you're not going to have any issues so you only have to worry about that kind of testing three times a year as opposed to uh, what used to be every tuesday or whatever microsoft's gonna push out these updates so that's coming for office 2016 and just kind of keep your your eyeballs open for that stuff microsoft's probably going to make a big deal about it because it's um, office is a serious revenue driver for the company and yeah so that's what we should uh, we should be seeing here soon. Other good things that came out this week, hopefully you didn't miss the little scoop that I pushed out, is uh, Windows 10 surpassed 81 million installs. That's an increase of about 6 million over what Microsoft announced. The big number, these numbers are great, don't get me wrong, and 100 million will be, a nut, my guess, is the next number that Microsoft is going to celebrate. So all these numbers are great, but really the number we want to know is how many people pre-registered for Windows 10, because that's the ultimate number at the end of the day. And clearly, ne- clearly we're pat 81 million. And those are upgrades. So the ultimate number we need to figure out, and I've tried to poke around and this is, this is locked down somewhere inside the world of Microsoft, is how many people pre-registered, because then we know when that number is going to peak. And we want to know when that number is going to start to fade. We already can see that the Install rate is slowing down, which to no surprise, right? 81 million is a lot of installs there. I believe they've passed OSX. Um, they've, I believe they've passed Windows 8, or if not, they're getting close. 81 million installs in, what are we looking at, like six weeks or so, roughly? Um, that's not too shabby. That's really not too shabby. And we know that 1.5 million of those are in the enterprise, probably a little bit more now. Um, and as the comments point out, uh, it says, I wonder if, what kind of bump we'll see when threshold two hits. So a little bit information on that. I wrote up a roadmap this week. I actually got asked by a couple of people who says, hey, Brad, can you just write down what you know about the roadmap? I said, sure. Uh, I can confirm the threshold is on target for a November release. Um, that information came out earlier, I believe. But uh, my sources are, are saying, yes, October is the completion deadline that we're, they're trying to hit for a release in November. So that that is very much looking um, to be real. I don't know how much of a bump we'll see, because it's I I don't I'll be curious to see what Microsoft does. I don't know if they're going to do a big pomp and circumstance for threshold wave two. If it's going to I can't see them. They're not going to throw parties or whatnot, but they might have some couple blog posts and talking about what's new. But at the end of the day, there's not like these tons and tons of new features, but they could wrap them all up nicely in a little package, um, especially when you're talking like extensions for Edge, which those should be showing up really soon. Um, Another little tidbit while we're talking about Threshold Wave 2, I know for a fact that the messaging application for the desktop, not the one for the phone that's come up, but for the desktop, is entering wide-scale public internal testing, um, if it hasn't already, very, very soon. So we should start to learn a little bit more about that, and hopefully we should see this stuff very soon. And that will be um that'll be interesting i'll I'll be curious to see how well it works because skype has a profound history of launching applications that don't work all that well or there's just blatantly glaring features missing or notifications don't sync and that kind of stuff so that's what's going on um, with that desktop messaging application so we should we should hear more about that soon but anyways 81 million installs i bet we're closer to when i i should have figured out what it was before the show. But I'm guessing it's probably around 83 million right now, knowing a couple figures that they were currently running with. But um, it could be a little bit higher. There were other reports coming out saying it was closer to 100 million. Um, I I don't know about the 100 million number. Um, To put some context into perspective, three days before Microsoft announced the 75 million number, the same source who sent me the 81 million number told me it was at, I think, what do he say? It was either 71 or 72. And then Microsoft turns around and says 75. So when he tells me um, 81, uh, then I go back to her, and I'm, or them, or who, he, her, it them. <laughs> Plural, there are actually a couple of people who can dig this number up for me. When I go back to them, um, and they, they say 81, and I, I take that number for, pretty solid. So I'm quite confident that it has surpassed 81. I don't know how close we are to 100 million, but uh, I would fully expect Microsoft to announce this stuff. Um, because 100 million is a big milestone. So yeah, so that's where we're at with Windows 10. Um, Other things that's coming to happen today in the world of Windows 10, Gabe, um, our Lord and Savior leader of all things Insider, uh, who's a great guy, by all means. before I even go into the next thing, don't be a jerk to Gabe. There's some like really nasty stuff on Twitter about him being lazy and his team being lazy. Um, Gabe is a giant teddy bear, uh, but very good at what he does. And having had dinner with him a couple weeks ago, it's... Um, don't be a jerk to him, because he's way too nice for what he's doing. And the, the crap that gets sent his way is just impressive that he hasn't snapped and just shut everything down, and we go back into this black hole of the Sanofsky era. But anyways, uh, Windows 10 Mobile Build 10536 will be coming out today, and that will be a nice, hopefully, upgrade. Just the one caveat, if you are going to install it, or if you're listening to this later and have installed it, is that in-app purchases and purchases from the Windows Store, uh, 28, I believe it was 28.8% of the time is crashing the app if you're under what... Microsoft or Gabe is calling memory pressure, which I'm interpreting to mean that your RAM is mostly full or your... Um... oh, breaking news here. It says I have some bad news folks straight from Gabe. We discovered an issue last night that would have caused builds after 10536 to not install over it. So does this mean we are not actually getting the build today? This is breaking news, Dum, dum, dum. Waiting to see if he actually tweets anymore. So maybe they are not going to be be pushing out this build then. So that's well, there you go. That's a bummer. Um, take that back. We will not be getting here. Does not look like we're getting build one zero five three six today. Well, that's kind of stinks. But it says it is caused by an update gen process which enables build to build deltas. So there you go. Looks like we're not. This is really interesting stuff to me. Um, what's going on with with Windows Ten Mobile? It's it, if okay. So let's go back to the Ten Ten date here for a second, will we? And Microsoft is expecting this OS to be pushed out um, to start pushing this stuff. Like if we go back to Windows Ten here for a second, and we look roughly a month out, we were getting builds really, really quick leading up to the release. Yes, there was a little bit of lag time. So it, we're only that's only that's less than that's four weeks away, and it seems like this these builds are still really buggy, like really buggy for hitting OEM. He says the good news is that we're already flighting the next build, which should f- have a store fix. Um, so yeah, so definitely not getting Windows 10 Mobile build today. Oh, that kind of stinks. I was looking forward to playing with that. But anyway, so we're only like a few weeks away from this stuff being announced. And it seems like it's, I hate to get like on the boo-hoo-hoo parade train, whatever you want to call it here. But, and I'm an optimist by, nat- by, by very nature, but it seems like we're a little overly buggy and encro- encroaching on some big issues for when it's supposed to be done in October so i don't know we'll see we'll see how things materialize microsoft if you remember right before windows 10 was released they were pushing builds um gabe pushed three builds in a week so we'll see if we get to that to that stuff um says but the bad news is that it will be early next week so no build today yeah what we already assumed so no build today early next week is your next chance to update your phone because the current build of windows 10 mobile is quite bad on my devices, uh, but anywho, here we are, a couple weeks from it, and we still got these really buggy builds, so I don't want to harp on this stuff, just kind of keep it in mind that we'll uh, we'll see, and as Jewel points out, carriers are slow to update, so City Cityman Talkman with launch may not be for 10 months, it's actually kind of funny, it'll be curious to see what, my, what approach Microsoft takes, they put out a blog post a while ago that says that they were going to be able to bypass carriers for the update process. So that means we should see the OS going out to existing devices soon, but you make a good point that carriers are generally quite slow at getting these devices to market from when they are announced. Now if Microsoft sells them unlocked through their store, which they would not, which that would not surprise me if they do and they honestly they should, then we might see them a little bit sooner. But um, we'll have to wait until the announcement to see what Microsoft says. Although I'm not holding my breath. I'm on Verizon. I'm not holding my breath that they're going to be on Verizon. Moving on, because it's not fun to dwell on the past. Um, So it was impossible to miss what happened in San Francisco this week. Apple went on an announcement spree, and they announced a bunch of stuff. The iPad Pro, new Apple TV, new iPhones. I'm um, you watch stuff, and I'm probably missing some things in there. So the big thing that everyone's kind of landing on, rightfully so, is the iPad Pro, which is a, like a 12-inch iPad. It's just an, a, a large iPad. But what's interesting about it is they built a magnetic keyboard, and I also gave it a stylus, and it also is basically a Surface Pro 3. And on stage, they even had Microsoft come up on stage and show off Office on it, because they know it's a productivity device, I, and it runs iOS. Um, I don't know how they would have shoehorned OSX onto it, but a device that size needs a full operating system if they truly want to be taken serious. Like, you can only run the two apps side by side. Um, I'm not sure about any of you, but on my monitor, I sometimes have four apps snapped. Um, It's The iPad Pro, and, and it's not just that it copied the Surface Pro 3... It's also the price, too. So this, the pricing is actually a very good thing for Microsoft. So it starts at $799, uh, which is the entry-level price for the Surface Pro 3, I believe. But the keyboard attachment, which looks like crap, costs $169. And then the stylus, which Apple has cutely called the pencil, is 99 So when you add all that up, you're about 1060 bucks. I think it's 1067 with before tax to buy this thing. And for the Surface, you can get an entry level Surface Pro 3 with a $129 keyboard and puts you like 930 bucks. So Microsoft actually comes in undercutting the price here. No surprise, Apple generally has a premium on their stuff. But Apple stuff is inherently less useful, more so than usual. I mean, it's one thing to charge more for your hardware, but like at least OS X, you can do anything you really need to. On the iOS, like you can't run full Photoshop, you can't run the full version. Of Word in Office or Word in Excel. Like you can get these, watered down would be a bad word, but feature less options. But they want to charge more for the hardware, but you can use less software. The keyboard is not as good. There's no trackpad, like there's no mouse input. Um, and if any, like looking at this thing, there's no way, lapability has always been a big thing with the Service Pro 3. If anybody reviews the iPad Pro and says it has better lapability, that's when you just flip the desk over and walk away and just can't handle it because it looks incredibly more top heavy than what um, the the Surface Pro 3 has. And not to mention the keyboard structure that they're using to create a kickstand does not appear to be as rigid either. And there's no, like if you go look at the keyboard right now, for 170 bucks there's no palm rest either like it's really short and tight and it can only be used on a hard surface so this iPad Pro stuff um, now I say all this and watch it's gonna sell it's gonna sell more than the surface pro 3 I guarantee it just because there's a lot of Apple people out there who will blindly buy this stuff but the iPad Pro seems to be the ultimate um, Expenditure for somebody who's just buying something because it has an Apple logo on it. Like I can understand why you would buy a an iPad, I can understand why you would buy an iPhone, I can understand why you would buy a Mac, but like, I can't feasibly wrap my head around what the iPad Pro offers that is so much better than the Surface Pro 3 or even other existing Apple products that you would wanna spend a premium on it just for the sake of having a larger display that realistically doesn't do much more and they they want they want this to go into the protective productivity markets um, they want to go they're working with IBM and Cisco and so it's going to be uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this iPad Pro and I'm curious to see Microsoft's response which we should find, about, out, find out about in a couple weeks is the Surface Pro 4. So I don't Again, on the Surface Pro 4, I'm not expecting huge radical changes. Personally, I don't want huge radical changes. I I mean, some pen improvements would be nice, maybe a little more ergonomic pen, Um, maybe more USB ports would be nice. Obviously, Skylake seems like it's a lock, Windows Hello seems like it's a lock. I don't really need a form factor change. Um, If they go thinner, I guess that would be great, but I don't really... I've never picked up the the Surface Pro 3 and said, oh god, you know what, this thing is too, too thick for me to carry. Really, really, if they could fix anything, if they're going to do any big changes, I want it to be in the type cover. Um, first off, it needs to match the same key layout as the Surface 3, just because it has the print screen button, and honestly, I use my Surface 3 keyboard on my Pro 3 more than the Pro 3 keyboard on the Pro 3, even though it looks goofy for that reason. They still need to figure out the lapability, which goes back to rigidity of it. Um, so that's where, if they're going to change things up, I hope to see it is in the keyboard covers. I, I don't have a great solution for this, but that's where I'm hoping that they spent the last 14 months or whatever it is focusing their efforts was saying, okay, you know what, the hardware's good. We don't want to change that because we want it to work with our docks and existing sec- accessories. Let's make sure that the pen is the best that it can be. Let's make sure that the type cover is the best that it can be. And then we'll just upgrade some of the internals. And, yeah, go from there and and pitch it as that Windows 10 Hero device. That's what I'm hoping the avenue they take. Um, I asked around. There's been a rumor of a 14-inch Surface Pro. I can't say for sure that I've heard that. Um, Everybody I've asked, we've all cited the same rumors that, yeah, we heard about it. Um, Personally, I don't know if I want one that's that big. I actually like the size of the Surface 3. I don't know if you can hear that, but that's my Surface Pro 3 just... Randomly chiming with this just randomly chiming with the screen off. What are you doing? Knock it up, knock it off. <laughs> See if it does it again. I don't know if you can hear that, but it's okay. Let me get it closer here. Could you hear that one? It's just, it's doing this. Over and over and over again. <laughs> what, are, what are you doing, my, what What is this? Like, <laughs> this is my life. Like, what is? <laughs> what is? What is going on here? Um, I'm just gonna shut this thing down. Like, it's still doing it. Yes, shut down, anyways. I don't know what you're doing, Surface Pro 3. <laughs> I, I don't understand this. It just started. Like, it was off. I had not even touched it. Um, and when I say off, it was in standby and then just started making that noise. So, there you go. This is this is the world of Microsoft that we all live and play in, but thanks for playing along. Anywho. Um, anyways, that's the Surface Pro 4. That's what I'm hearing. Those are the kind of things I don't know if I would really want that 14 inch size. I actually prefer kind of crazily enough the actual screen size of the Surface 3. I... I don't. I'd, I'd gravitate towards smaller displays for some reason. Um, I really like the Dell XPS 13. That's like my perfect laptop and the perfect tablet for me or on-the-go productivity devices. Actually, I, it would be the Surface Pro 4, Pro 3 guts or Pro 4 guts. Into here, I'll just spec it out. I want a Surface Pro. I want a Surface 3 with Intel Skylake, um, Windows Hello, same pen or you know improved pen. But that size, I love the size of the SP3 or, or sur- Surface 3. But I love the power of the SP3, so it's always a, a conundrum of what to go with because the Intel Atom's a little too slow for me. But if Panos, if you're listening, um, I know you follow me on the Twitters, and I've asked you a couple times, but shove a, shove that beefy processor into the smaller display, and I will I will do nice things for you. I will wash your car, or I'll, I'll mow your grass, or something, whatever you need. Um, that's like my ideal device. Now I know I'm not alone and in that, but I also know that there's a very large group of people who like the SP3 size. Um, Some people wanted larger, and I think that's where the 14-inch rumors kind of started. I don't know if I'd want a 14-inch. That might be too big for me, but that's not not to say it may not work for you, so I don't want to speak for everybody. But yeah, so that should be October. October should be a fantastic month. Um, Other things that have happened this month, MPD Group uh, came out with their information that says, what is it here? Xbox One sales up 26% from August 2014. So that's a good stat. Obviously Microsoft sold more, but we have no idea how many they sold. Um, It's it's good that they're improving, but uh, we got some more Apple stuff to talk about because I got a little, some good information you guys are wanting to hear. So anyways, Xbox sales up 26% over August 2014. We don't know how many, and they're still saying that the PlayStation 4 still outsold it. I will be really curious to see what happens, and this is a good segue here, into what happens with the Xbox once it hits Windows 10. If Microsoft is going to start running a new ad campaign to kind of highlight this, but I, I think it, the Xbox One offers a lot f- to its users if you're already running Windows 10, because you get the, you know, you can stream your stuff back and forth. It, everything just talks. It's Windows 10 at the end of the day, right? You get everything you love on your Xbox One and on your PC, and it's all tied together through the back ends. Um, so I'll be curious to see if Microsoft can properly leverage the capabilities uh, effectively to the community. And what I mean is Microsoft historically has had a marketing issue or a communication issue. So I will be very curious to see if they can actually overcome that and properly explain why you would want an Xbox One. Also, the fact the fact that there's backwards capability is really cool, but that's, the problem with that being a marketing ploy is if you already had an Xbox 360, you probably bought an Xbox One. And I'm, I know it's not a perfect scenario, but generally you just kind of upgrade within the family. If you've never owned an Xbox before, the backwards cap- capability isn't, isn't a huge draw, in my personal opinion, um, to buy an Xbox One. Don't get me wrong if you really want to play one of the older games sure you can go get it and you can make it happen and that's fantastic but for the people they want to attract they want to at the end of the day they want to steal acquire obtain users playing playstation 4 and rather than having buy that console by the one that they have now uh, by the xbox one i don't know if backwards capability is really the big draw but the, the streaming to your pc the streaming from your pc to your xbox that's a pretty big pretty big feature that anybody can use. And I'm really looking forward to see how Microsoft actually is able to expand that functionality, if they can um, land some apps, kind of like what Apple TV is trying to do here, where they can become the the, the set-top box. That's what Apple wants, and that's what um, I would would love for Apple TV and the Xbox One to be feature parity with obviously the gaming capabilities. And if you're thinking, well, Brad, the Xbox One is a little bit too expensive to compete with the Apple TV, stay tuned. Um, I've got some good information, and I'm, I'm not quite ready to share it, about some future plans for the Xbox. And um, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. I think, he, I, I don't know if I'll be able to write about it next week. I'm still trying to get um, some details worked out here. But Microsoft's got some good stuff coming on the horizon for the Xbox stuff and I'll just leave it at that but um, there were some rumors out there that Microsoft executives shot down and the rumors that they shot down I believe I know why they shot them down and how they shot them down because some of the information was not true but not all of it was wrong Um, and I I have it on pretty good authority that not all of it was wrong Uh, it's not something we will see I don't believe this year but it's uh, something in the works. So we'll see. We'll see with, with, with what I can get out and what I can verify. Um, but yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled to what's going on in the Xbox scene. Because they've got a lot of good momentum there. And this Windows 10 stuff, is I, I personally believe it's only going to help. So, oh man, what a crazy week. This Apple stuff has just been um, all over the place. So I've got a pretty genuine question. for Actually, if anyone listening wants to comment in i would love to hear your opinion i really want to know what apps people are using from the windows 10 store because paul wrote um, a post and it kind of it, it hit a nerve with a lot of people but i don't necessarily disagree with it And i'm not, not only agreeing with it just because paul and i work together i would i'm very happy to disagree with paul and i do it frequently that's why we work well together is so that we respect each other enough that we can do this but i do agree with paul that the windows app store is kind of a mess And that it's not a great experience, for example, um, yeah, sorry, somebody in the message said, tweet an image of the new Xbox dashboard. I want to go back to that in a second here. But the apps, for example, Mary Jo Foley, another very prominent writer and a very good friend of mine, has an issue with the Mail app that after the latest update, it removed all of her accounts, or at least something, something happened in the world of Microsoft, that infamous bug, something happened. And what it showed was that none of her accounts were there. Like she could not see her email. She couldn't see anything. And this is Mary Jo Foley, a pretty prominent writer, but Mary Jo, um, to her credit, does not consider herself a highly technical person. I mean, she's not somebody who's going to troubleshoot all this stuff. She just needs her stuff to work. And I feel bad for her because her app, her the email app is now broken. And there's a lot of other... Things like where you'll go to the app store and they'll say you have updates for your apps, and then they either A, don't download, or B, there really isn't an app update. And as Mahidi writes, he says, Windows 10 Mail, delivering your latest mails 10 hours later. It's um, There's just really funny things that go on with the app store, and sometimes it takes forever to download. Paul was trying to download Tweetium, um, a good Twitter app if you need one. Uh, this morning it was a 10 meg app, and it took him... I think it was like 15 minutes to download. And that's ridiculous. And he said he was on an 80 meg connection. So I'm not really sure what the holdup here. But the Windows, <laughs> the App Store within Microsoft, and I don't want to sound like I'm, like, I hate to sound like I'm complaining, but it's really, it, it's a sore spot of the OS. And it goes back to, I think there's a couple issues here that Microsoft is making about the App Store. So they want these apps because it's a nice, on paper it's a nice clean model right you have these sandbox apps you have one place to get them you have one subscription model you have one thing but what they don't ever really mention is that these apps are fundamentally more limited than a traditional win32 app so there's API limitations there's certain calls you can't make and these apps are limited so what they're they're trying to convince people to do is to take their win32 apps which they already know how to write uh, and as eric points out the store was actually down last night so that's another good thing is they want win32 apps which have more capabilities and more power and put them into the app store which is more limited but supposed to offer a better experience and i don't I don't know if the if the argument to go into the Windows Store is strong enough for the desktop, because where where app stores really thrived and where they began was on the phone. And on the phone, they make a lot of sense because you don't have a mouse and keyboard. You don't have as much horsepower. You just need this simple kind of couple touch environments to get your app. On the desktop, you can do a lot more. And it, it's Microsoft is, is taking the approach if they want to populate the desktop app store with these universal apps or Metro apps or modern apps, or whatever apps names you want to call them they've been pitching for years and then get them onto the phone i think i th- i honestly think that's the issue is that they're going from desktop to phone instead of phone to desktop and paul was just kind of lamenting on the bad experience here and so and uh, as good things to life points out he says yes uh, uh, he says especially store installs are one zero five three true are painfully slow it's the app store is, it's a tragedy that it's not better than what it is, and they've tried to clean it up, but it's just not materializing in a way that I think Microsoft had hoped. Um, they are getting better apps in there, like they got Fitbit, which Fitbit has a fantastic app in the store. And don't get me wrong, there's not bad apps, Tweedium is another good app, and there's good apps in there, but i I think as a cohesive feature of Windows 10, uh, the Windows Store is more of a negative at this time than a positive. Now the good thing is Microsoft can fix all this, but I think I feel like we say that too much. Is that Microsoft has time to fix all this? You've already got uh, over 80 million installs, um, and you've got these people poking around in the stores. I don't know, man. I think it's I, I'd like to sit down and talk with Microsoft about this, like and get some general feedback, um, but. They do and and off the record, they will be much more candid than on the record, but it's sometimes hard to get them to go into that mode. Alcohol helps, but um, I don't know the Windows Store is just always kind of in a sore spot, and it's been that way since windows eight. It's still that way it's still that way on the phone, and if we need universal apps to to massage this experience into a better into a better world. But Microsoft has not delivered on that front, and I'll, I'll be pretty blunt to say that they have not delivered on their app claims. And the other thing about going into the App Store here is um, you lose money too, right? If you're a Win32 app and you're charging, let's just say, 100 bucks, and you move it into the store, then what are they doing? The 20 or 30 percent? I know Apple is 30, I think Microsoft is 20, so then you only get 80 bucks for it, for a less powerful app. It, but the benefit is is that in the Windows Store, Microsoft promotes, and this is how they pitch it to developers, better discoverability than the web, because you go to one place and you search, and you hopefully find what you're looking for. Um, but that's not always the case. But anyways, I don't want to drill on about something for too long, because I want to go back to the Windows 10 on the Xbox. Speaking of performance, I, I sincerely hope <laughs> that when Windows 10, I'm a big, I love the game. If any of you guys play Smite, um, I've really enjoyed Smite. I dabble in Destiny as well, but um, if any of you guys play Smite, happy to play with you. One of the things that drives me nuts about my Xbox One is the performance. I know I've talked about this before, but I'm really, really hoping Microsoft fixes this with Windows 10. If you're in a game and you need to open a party and you hit the, the Xbox button, you go to party, hit A, it's like three seconds before the little party thing comes up and puts you in your own party. And then you have to click party, and then it pulls up your friends, and that friends takes another two seconds. And then you have to go down and select each people and hit invite. And it's not the it's not the workflow of adding people, it's the lag time of actually executing that process is what's really annoying. So I'm hoping that with Windows 10 that they fix the lag. They fix the lag and they make I make the Xbox the Xbox that I want it to be. It's really close. I really do like the Xbox. Um, I've been an Xbox gamer for a long time. I bought, bought the first one, bought Halo, bought the second one, bought Halo, um, all Halo games. Um, I haven't decided about Halo 5 yet because I'm really into Smite right now. And I generally only play one game at a time just because of capacity in my brain and capacity in hours of the day that I don't have time to get addicted into two games. But, um... Yeah, oh, we should also be seeing that Hardcore Elite controller coming out soon. I was initially told September, so we'll see if that actually holds true. And yeah, so I think that pretty much covers this week, guys. It's been a, another fun week of Microsoft stuff. I think um, we're about to ha- enter like the second hype cycle of the second half of the year. The first one uh, kind of peaked around right around the launch of Windows 10. And now we're getting into the hardware phase of the Microsoft agenda. So keep it locked for the next couple weeks. See what Microsoft has up its sleeve. See when these things are going to arrive. But they should all show up on store shelves before, um, before the holidays. And I hope that everybody else has a good weekend. This has been the Redmond Report for September 11th. Enjoy your weekend, everybody.